0: On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks build up a 27-point lead against the Los Angeles Lakers and they lose it in a bunch of ways, including
1: I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys.
0: We'll explain why Jason Kidd said that and more on today's like on Maps.
1: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away.
0: And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engsted, Media Member and ME Channel Manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. If we let it ride after wins, should we just like cut it out real quick after losses <laughs> like that one? Such a bad loss. Thanks for being part of the show. Make it time Mavs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know.
2: I bet those comments are going let, today.
0: Let out your feelings. This is a safe place. Give me one reason oh why the Mavs lost this game. Today's episode is brought to you by prize picks. First time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred dollars with the promo code locked on that's PrizePicks.com. promo code locked on joining me as always my co-host writer contributor at Mavs.com. The madman, the one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris.
2: Yeah, I don't think I've been as pissed off after a game. Uh, than it was this one, this was tough for me. Um, uh, I hate the Lakers, so I don't know if y'all if y'all knew that if that was any breaking news to you. But I just had to go grocery shopping after the game, so uh, that was my relief. Um, just you know, go buy dumb stuff at the grocery. <laughs>
0: uh, What's one dumb uh, thing you bought?
2: <laughs> I bought Easter um, Easter egg whoppers. Oh, I don't know why. But just like, I'm
0: like, I'm just mad. I'm mad. I got to I got to drown my sorrows in candy.
2: But, but no, I mean, really, um, it was a tough loss. I mean, it was one of the worst losses for the, for the, for, for the Mavs. And, um, as we know, when you get down the stretch like this, you need every win that you can.
0: Yeah, today's episode, we'll get into Jason Kidd's quote after the game, where I alluded to it in the intro.
1: I'm not playing. I'm watching, just like you guys.
0: He said, I'm playing. I'm not playing. I'm watching, just like you. Talked about the maturity of the team uh, to a question that I asked him, so we'll play that in a second and talk about what he meant by that and who he was calling out, because he was calling out somebody with mm-hmm. that. And then we'll talk about the Mavs' loss to the Lakers, 111-108. to 108. And uh, what the new calculus is for the Mavericks. Because I think we know it at this point. I think we kind of know it at this point. So let's get into that. But uh, let's start Let's start here. I mean, let's let's play the clip. This is Jason Kidd after the game. Question from me when I asked him about not calling timeouts. Because there are stretches this season. It's not just been this game. There have been stretches this season where the Mavericks will allow a run to come at them. Like, you know, the other team will, will come at them with a... You 10 know, 0 run or a 13 0 run or something like that. And Jason Kidd will just let him play it out. And he won't call timeouts and he won't stop momentum and all that. And I was curious about his mentality behind that. So that's what I asked him.
1: Runs in the Lakers were making big runs at the end of the second quarter. What's your mentality and, or your thought process not calling timeouts? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not the savior here. I'm not playing. I'm watching, just like you guys. And as us as a team, we gotta mature. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of new bodies coming back and we got we have to grow up if we want to win a championship. There's no young team that's ever won a championship uh, mentally or physically. And so um, just to see how we could respond um, again, two and a half quarters, We're playing at a high level on both ends, uh, offensively and defensively. But what the Lakers just showed us is that it's not it's not a race. It's not the rabbit who wins. It's the turtle. And and they they work the game and and that's where we have to get to. We have to get better at working the game, and uh, we will.
0: And so now this is the quote that's that's making the rounds on Twitter. That's it's a very easy quote to react to. It's a very easy quote to look at and be like, oh, like what, like what the heck? You're you know what do you mean? You're watching just like us? And he said, I'm watching just like you. He's looking me in the eye and says, I'm I'm watching just like you guys. Um, you take that first part of the clip, Isaac, and you're like, why won't Jason Kidd take any blame for any of these losses? Because it doesn't seem like he takes blame for losses. You look at the second part of that quote, and you, he talks about the maturity, and I think we can understand that in a certain sense from what happened in this game.
2: Yeah, so you, you want to talk about the first part or the Let's start part, with the first part. Let's
0: start with the first part. <laughs> um...
2: Yeah, you know, there's there's a difference between him and Rick, right? I mean, Rick would stand up there right, right after a game, and it doesn't matter what happened with the players on the court. Rick Carlisle was going to get me like, yeah, I, you know, didn't have him prepared enough. Uh, even if you're like, no, you're kind of full of crap. Like that was kind of <laughs> on the players. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, some coaches do that. Uh, Kid is not one of those guys. You know, with with the media, he could be saying that to the players, but um, you know, he's not. He doesn't say that a ton uh, to us, uh, but.
0: Um, so yeah, there's one sense of Jason kid. That is the, my favorite quote.
1: I don't always tell you guys the truth.
0: It's true. Sometimes he doesn't always tell you. So he embellishes at times and it says, you know, Hey, like there are moments where I'm just, I'm just watching. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm the coach. I can only do so much. Like I, I kind of understand that point, but to just say I'm watching just like you guys, I'm not playing to, to imply that he doesn't have an impact, some kind of impact on the game, or to imply that he has the same kind of impact on a game that you or I have, or you listening have. Like imagine, imagine that, and I, that is where it just seems like a completely out of pocket quote, where he's just not taking any responsibility. It's not taking any responsibility to the point where he says I'm just watching like you guys. That, I mean, that to me is that's not something you want to hear as a team. Uh, even as as players, like imagine this get, gets back to the players and you're a player on the court and be like, coach didn't take any, like any blame for this at all. And he's, he's just saying, Oh, he's just watching and we're just out there. And we're the ones that, that, that messed up. There's no blame on the coaches at all. And so at that point, I, I, I that, that I don't understand the second part of the quote. No, go ahead. No. Yeah. the I,
2: Yeah. Like you said, I think there's two sides of this It's the whole two sides of all the coaching stuff that, you know, anytime there's a fan base that argues about a coach, there's one side. that's like, this coach sucks. He can't do anything. He doesn't know anything. Why isn't he helping? There's just another side. that's like, well, that coach ain't out there blocking out. You know, he can't do it. He Every, can't
0: shoot the shots either. Everyone knows when a coach is terrible. Everybody knows when a coach is pretty good, but nobody knows those middle coaches. Like there's a whole bunch of coaches in the middle and no one really knows if they're good or bad. Here, here's my thing with kid with
2: some things. I think, I try. I try to give him the benefit of doubt of like where he's thinking. It's just he he would just word things differently than what how I'd word them. Like Isaac, I think what he what he is trying to say is like. Which once again, I wouldn't say this as a coach because you're kind of deflecting, you know, back to your players. I think he is trying to say that guys, I can only do so much. Like he is, you know, hundred percent. I. you know, Luca can only get beat by, off so many box outs from Jared Vanderbilt going on baseline before he's going to like box out ever, or, you know, whatever it is. Like, I can't do that. I can't go out there and box out for Luca. All right. So there's one of them. One side of they saying that, but like he does have a role too, and I just I just wouldn't like verbalize it. <laughs> like yeah, So
0: so there, there's the two sides, right? The first side is what I what I just said earlier is that he's not taking any blame for this, and he needs to in some way, in some capacity. I think that's what leadership is to me, and I, I don't think he's being a leader coming out with these quotes. Now, he could be saying something completely different to the players, and he may just not care at all what he says to us, and just be like,
1: "Hey, I don't always tell you guys the truth," and just
0: like come out and say wild things because. I think he does, and I think he just lies to us blatantly sometimes. So I'm not going to take this as this is his message to the team. I don't think that he says the same message in the media that he says to the players because I don't think he cares about what he says to us. The second part I think is true is we, you know, he says, I'm watching just like you guys. Us as a team, we have to mature. We have to grow up if we want to win a championship. This is 100% him calling out Luka Doncic for this game. And for many, many other reasons, no, he talked about he earlier talked about this being a young team, and we got to mature, and we got to get better. Blah blah. He's not talking that to Kirk. He's not talking about Kirk. Kirk DM me already. <laughs> not? He's not talking about young players on this team. He's talking about Luka Doncic. He's calling out Luka Doncic, it, whether it's it, you know he meant it to come out in the media or not. He talked about the way that they responded to other things happening in the game, and that was referees. That was calls not going their way, shots not going their way. It's it's happened for years now, and or, or two years now. We've seen Jason Kidd talk about this and mention this a couple times, and I, he's definitely calling out Luka Doncic with this quote right here.
2: Yeah, it's a subtweet uh, to Luka. I mean, there's no there's no other way around. That's it. it. I mean, everybody knew it. You know, media knew it. If we know we, right if we know it, Jason,
0: it, <laughs> Luka Dodgers knows it.
2: Yeah. And it's, it, it is, there's a, there's a part of that, of, you know, it's really hard. We talk about the Mavericks every single day. We, it's really hard, you know, to talk about the, the, the areas of growth for Luca without, you know, Luca stands, you know, just rising up and, you know, wanting to have a revolt against us, but at some point. He's gotta he take a- some
0: blame for that. He was bad in this game. Coming up. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> coming up. Let's uh, do it. <laughs> coming up. He's gotta take some blame for, for, for this. And so we'll talk about why. Because one of the biggest things that this Mavericks team struggles with is one of the things that he has to cover for, which isn't fair, but he has to. We'll talk about why and why Jason Kidd said this coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize fix is daily fantasy made easy. You can go to Prize Fix right now and uh Right, you can pick Jared Vanderbilt over like a million rebounds if he plays the, if he plays the Mavericks again. Uh, your boy Terry Ogier and the Hornets playing the Pistons. 21 and a half points more, more or less. <laughs> uh, Mark Williams, 12 and a half points. i Mark Williams is showing some stuff. There's the it's been there's life. the incredible uh clip. Mark Williams from the Hornets broadcast crew when he got that that clutch dunk. Uh, I have
2: much to be excited about.
0: Give me less on the give me less on Mark Williams. Uh if I put down 20 bucks, I can win 60. If I add LaMelo in there and I go more than 25 and a half, I can win 45. Go check out PrizePix, see what's available for you right now, and while you're there, use the promo code Locked On. You can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. With the promo code Locked On. Again, that's PrizePix.com. Promo code Locked On. All right, Isaac. Sorry to interrupt you earlier. Let's talk about yeah, Luke thanks, and- Nick. Let's talk about Luke and- <laughs> Let's talk Well, Luke and- we'll get a comment. Nick always interrupts Isaac. I know. I get it. This Jason Kidd called out Luka Doncic for this game, and said that we need to mature as a team. Talking about responding to the refs, talking about rebounding, talking about defense, all that stuff. How said grow up? How much, uh, or, or is Jason Kidd right in in his call out to to Luka Doncic in that, and and why? Yeah,
2: oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> Luka, at some point in Luka's career, you th- you would think that he is going to mature in that 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 area of his game. That it's not just the I mean i took my camera tonight i'm just trying to get better at photography in my world there's it's not you're trying to make sure as a
0: photographer <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know i'm not even using it for anything i'm just trying to get better at it. it's just a hobby i'm trying to have fun with and i was just like there was a span to where i just followed luca around the whole time like with my camera and it's like after i'm like this dude n- never stops talking to the refs <laughs> like never stops even after like in ones even after plays that go his way it's coming back and let me tell you more about what you missed you know two times down the floor and then it's like the rotate and then what a lot of you guys don't see on you know on the broadcast is timeouts happen I mean I can't tell you how many timeouts happen and he is across the court talking to somebody there's assistant that's waiting or another you know Theo Pence or something it's like all right come on come on come on And for him, I I think it does. It just affects him. And it's what Jason gets talking about. It's like at some point, you got to get past that. You got to your calls are not going to go your way all the time. And especially whenever you have a a lead against the Los Angeles Lakers that, uh, you know, a lot of fans, it's a popular team that, uh, you know, calls might not go your way whenever. (laughs) Oh, come uh, on. Come on. You can go deeper than that. That was ludicrous. Like, what? Some, I mean, some of these calls that happened in the second half was absolutely insane. They hold on, stopped. Hold on. Are, are you saying? <laughs> they stopped a game. A Mavericks I fast mean, break. I mean. Because LeBron was hurt. I mean. What? And then they said it was an inadvertent whistle. Oh, I bet it was. I bet it was an inadvertent whistle. <laughs> Because he was, I've never seen him like stop the, stop the game, like blow the whistle because we were like, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And I mean, we could, there's so many things that they missed in the second half or went the Lakers way, but it what it, it's not all the refs. We say this all the time. There was some very bad stuff tonight and there, but it was, you know, their defense, whatever, but yeah, Lucas got to mature. He needs somebody calling him out. Like who who has, okay, let me ask you this question. Who has the ability to call Luca out to say we, we even, I even go back. There's a clip in that podcast with, with JJ Barea and JJ Reddick back at, I mean, it feels like it was two years ago Yeah, when JJ Barea told JJ Reddick at some point he'll take it serious. Like, and he was talking about his conditioning and, right. and some of that, all that stuff. That's what will level him up to the next level of, but you got, I mean, he's what 23 and he's like, dude, I'm an MVP candidate. I've already been to the conference, like he's going to be a first team, all NBA guy, yep. he's accomplishing everything. So for him to just reach that upper echelon, the other realm of superstar to multiple titles, he's got to mature. He's got to mature with his diet stuff and all that. Like that's just, there's these things that he has to get better at to reach that next level. And I'm sorry, y'all can comment and say whatever you freak you want to about me criticizing. It's true.
0: Right <laughs> Yeah, no. He, There's
2: he, too many times tonight that Jared Vanderbilt was getting boards and these things were happening. That it's like, look, you got to try. Like you got to, you got to try. You got to run out there even when you don't have the ball. And so it's that stuff. And that's your teammates are looking at you. Your your teammates are man, they want to feed off your energy, and it's kind of tough. You know when that
1: happen when that's happening.
0: Your question to who to who can call out Luca? How is it not Jason Kidd? Right, like I
1: know I'm not playing. I'm watching. I know just he's like just he watching.
0: Was. I know he's just watching. But how is it not Jason Kidd that can call him out? Right, it, it, there's it's the reason why you brought Jason Kidd in because it's a voice that Luca respects. Isn't that? Isn't that the whole thing? The other part is, could it be Kyrie? Is Kyrie now the one that Luca does respect? Because we know he does. We know Luca loves Kyrie being around. He's super excited to have Kyrie there. Is Kyrie the one signed
2: one? off on the trade? Wanted the trade S- signed
0: off on the trade. We know that 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 Luka Doncic in uh, you know we know that he respects him and so at this point and we've seen Kyrie we've seen his you know like his rebounding and his defense and the way that he is you know up for all, all parts of the game and the way he takes the game seriously and, and about basketball he's very serious right and he and he's very uh he takes everything he, he, he really wants to compete he wants to do his best out there he wants what's best for the team all that stuff and I wonder if it's it's Kyrie now. And now we're putting something else on Kyrie. But the thing that I mentioned earlier that it's kind of unfair that Luca has to cover, yes, that it is unfair for Luca to have to uh like cover rebounding, cover defense for this team and, and so many other things that you would think these role players would help him for. That's what other superstars have these guys that can cover them. Giannis has Brooke Lopez and has, you know, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday that can cover him on on certain things. Uh and Giannis doesn't even need that much covering. You have these guys, but Luca doesn't have that. Right now. He's got Kyrie that'll help him. But he's not getting covered anywhere else. Other guys are just holding like they're holding their own. They're not, they're not able to cover for anybody else. And so it is unfair to have Luka like, be responsible for all these different things. But he is. And that's how the Mavericks will win. That's the only way the Mavericks will win right now. Is if, is if these guys hit a ton of shots. Luka does a ton of stuff. And he has to be almost perfect. And Kyrie has to be uh, almost perfect. Or at least better than he was in this game. For the Mavericks to get wins. And so at this point... Yes, the the next step for Luka is to take this stuff seriously because you look at Jared Vanderbilt and they hit, they tried to hide Luka on Jared Vanderbilt, which a lot of, a lot of teams do. They put their stars on the mm-hmm. guy that's not going to have the ball in his hands and not do as much work. The Mavericks even talked about they put LeBron in a bunch of pick and rolls and had Luka iso on LeBron a bunch of times because they wanted LeBron to work on both ends to tire him out for the end. Didn't work cuz LeBron is at peak athletic like like whatever for a player even at his age. And I mean,
2: it, they, they they did take advantage of him on the switch. Like Luca got past him in different.
0: Yeah, stages. for sure. And Luca got past him, and LeBron was dealing with that that ankle thing or whatever. The inadvertent whistle stops the, the play for, which was just three minutes, three minutes in the third quarter, and it just. Inadvertent whistle because LeBron was hurt. Like I just the ref runs out on the floor and stops the game because LeBron was on the ground.
2: They didn't want to have any more sleepless nights.
0: But like the the map the, the Lakers the Mavs tried to do that and they tried to to like to tire out the Lakers and it it didn't work. It, they tried it with AD, they tried it with LeBron, it, it didn't work. And on the other side, Jared Vanderbilt, 17 rebounds, eight offensive. Those are the ones that really kill you. The defensive rebounds, yeah. some of them here and there are like, you know, this is why. You don't think rebounding matters it's because some Stop. D- defensive rebounds can be like, <laughs> you know, there's nobody, matter. there's nobody around you. And it's, you just grab a rebound, but the offensive ones have always mattered. And you've always say that those offensive rebounds always matter. If you're beat getting beat 17 to 11 on the offensive rebounds, like that's bad. You you can't, and, and all rebounds
2: matter. Like it's not even <laughs> just offensive rebounds. All rebounds matter. <laughs>
0: I've always just said, did you just call all rebounds matter to me? <laughs> I was trying to say that offensive rebounds matter and you can't just come in with all rebounds matter
1: (laughs) after you've been telling me the rebounds don't
0: matter for the (laughs) longest time. Um, But, but like Luca is guarding Jared Vanderbilt and then the shot goes up from another Laker and then Luca just completely loses him because he's just looking at the, looking up at the ball, waiting for it to come to him because it, like the way that Luca plays right now, it's he's got the ball and doing stuff, or nothing else is happening. <laughs> like, like nothing else matters. And we've seen him try it, hard on defense. We've seen him try hard in these areas and be a good rebounder. And like we've seen it. We've seen what he's capable of. And with, since you're capable of so much, you're asked to do a lot. And it's kind of unfair that they ask him to do that. But on the same, on the same, like in, in a different way, that's what that's what how what it takes to go to the next level and be a championship. So I actually agree with with kid on the second half of his quote. Where he says we have yeah. to grow up if we want to win a championship. It's true.
2: Yeah, and no one's saying this whole game's on Luca. We're no. just talking about the. We're just talking about the quote. He does have to grow up on that, that side. What?
0: I was going to say. Coming up, let's talk about the other ways the Mavs lost this game because it's not just the refs that we've already mentioned. Yeah. It's not just Luca, and it's not just kid.
2: <laughs> I, I do want to talk about the the last play of the game with Kyrie and Luca.
0: Hundred percent. That's one of the reasons why they lost. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar's protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. And we got some satisfied customers. I had some, I had some, I had some uh, Raccoon Squad members DM before the game or, or tweet Ooh. at me before the game a box of the, the brownie batter puffs. And are like, hey, these better be as good as you said that they are. And they responded back. And they're like, oh, they are. They're, they're as good as you said that they are. and uh you gotta love it so go get your brownie batter puffs you can go get them uh online you can get that built.com you can go try some at sam's club and at walmart you can go get them so go see the built bars and see where they are go check go check them out and uh yeah i just found it who was it it was uh alec shout out to alec who got the hype for the built bars and he all of a sudden was hyping them up to somebody else uh who who like let's go, messaged Alec. him and all that kind of stuff uh the brownie batter puffs my favorite bar Seventy grams of protein 140 calories only six grams of sugar and I swear this bar is delicious I took one of the Mavs game with me at halftime I was hungry I ate the bar and I felt good the rest of the time I didn't have like mm. hunger pains or anything like that go check it out built.com it's built or nothing hunger pain all right Isaac Harris let's talk about other reasons why the Mavericks lost this game because it's not just on the refs, it's not just on Luka, it's not just on Jason Kidd. Like there there's many there's a myriad of reasons. You build let's 20. Just spin the wheel. You build a <laughs> defense. Let's spin the let's spin the wheel, ready? Uh what's another reason why the Mavs won? <laughs> Well, the defense sucked, uh,
2: but no, I, I want to talk about the Kyrie Luca last play because I've yeah. seen some people already say it's was like, oh, they can't get on the same page. Say, you know, look at the Minnesota game. Look at this and blah, blah, blah. I don't even like I don't even count count that play in the same category as the Minnesota one. The Minnesota one was legitimately them figuring each other out. Hot yes. potato. Like, Well, I don't know who, who's going to shoot all that. This one was just Luca forgetting the rule. Like, yes, like Kyrie. Saw the angle that Jared Vanderbilt was, you know, trying to defend Luca in the inbounds, and Kyrie just looked at him and was like, "All right, I'm you know, like, we're getting the ball to Luca, so he just passed it into the backcourt just to get the ball to Luca. Like, that's not that's not a Kyrie Luca thing. Like, any player would could have done that, and Luca just forgot the rule that you can go into the backcourt and pick up the ball. And Luca's like, you know, trying to save the the ball. And it's like, no, oh, no, no, no. What are you? And he even said post game, he's like, That's it's all on I me. Mean. I just forgot the rule."
0: He, he forgot it and if they if yeah. they get that it's a completely different it's a completely different yeah, obviously they still got a
2: score and like all that but still you know i don't i don't put that in the same category as like man can they work i mean look, do they have can, it's like that that wasn't really a luca Kyrie thing
0: it doesn't add to the it doesn't add to like the um the the problem right like, they were down by three at that point what there was f- 15 seconds left or 18 seconds left when that went off so if they get a three off they hit a shot they tie it there's still probably more time maybe they run the clock all the way down but uh but yeah i Their don't think it's still
2: great i I like the rotation stuff like you know Kyrie is clearly deferring to luca in the first quarter because luca i mean he's just coming down handing the ball off to let luca do his thing luca was draining threes in the first yeah it's Kyrie's time in the fourth. He owned it post game and said, "Hey, I, I didn't like I didn't you know run the show the best or however he worded it in the in the fourth quarter. Yes, there and you know he didn't have he didn't he just didn't have a good game. Like Kyrie is off you know this game. He missed eight threes in this game. He's eight of twenty two, uh, just at twenty one for him. So it was an off game for him. So I think he'll bounce back. I, I think the Lakers too have like you know Schroeder and and Vanderbilt are just kind of these like pesty defenders that you just kind of like throw them out there and just like go annoy people. And they're kind of lanky for their positions. And I I think Vanderbilt really got under Luca's skin a little bit tonight. I I thought he played him really well.
0: Vanderbilt. Well, Jason Kidd said he kicked our ass (laughs) several times. I'm
2: glad I still have my stock on Vanderbilt Island, by the way.
0: I mean, we, we were all for a Vanderbilt trade. We, we wanted to happen so bad. We were making so many iterations of a Vanderbilt trade. We, we, we did want him on the Mavericks. And we're really upset and frustrated when it all it took to get was Westbrook and like a protected first to get Vanderbilt Beasley. We were like, oh, really? Don't come get on. me started. On that oh, come care. on. Uh, should I? Get yeah. you, should I get you started on it? Mm. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, to, to talk about Dennis Schroeder, though, there's a moment in the second quarter about six, six minutes, 30 seconds left. where. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. was like pressuring Tim Hardaway Jr. on ball. He was taking the ball up at like full court, and he was pressuring him. Tim wasn't liking it. Thought he was getting fouled. Tim Did you cr- say Dennis Smith Jr. Did I just say that? It's not what I meant. I meant Dennis Schroeder. Tim Hardaway Jr. Dennis Schroeder and Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Dennis Smith Jr. in the middle. Like it's just. Messing me mess up. Uh, anyway, Tim Hardaway crossed over Schroeder and he and like he dropped him and <laughs> dropped him right on the ground. He pulled up. Oh, Tim Hardaway had the weirdest game I think I've ever seen of a guy of a Maverick in this game because he was insanely good. The first half was heat check shots, like absolute. What about the block? Heat check the the greatest block I've ever seen, maybe from Tim Hardaway Jr. Maybe his best <laughs> defensive play of his career, where he blocks LeBron on that. Uh, on that play. Tim, uh, Tim had an Shre- incredible first half and it just a, an awful second half.
2: The full Tim experience. Uh speaking of Schroeder, after the game, uh Schroeder and Kyrie did the jersey exchange. Um Schroeder and Tim did? No, and oh Kyrie. Kyrie.
0: Yeah. They were they were talking the whole what? game and they were like dapping up and all kinds of stuff. Like the whole game what do you think Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie was like tapping him and yeah.
2: What does Kyrie do do with that jersey? You putting up the shooter, jersey and a frame in your house? I don't think so.
0: You know what? If you ever go to the, the the store and you see those? Po- you ever see those posters that are in those like t- the turnstile thing? They're like pages in yeah. a book. Like, he, he just has a bunch of them in like a page yeah. turning thing. He's got like a big display in his basement or whatever he's got. Uh, he's and, like, I got it rolled up. Sorry, in the, not in his basement. Bottom. His extra room that's just for random stuff like that because he's a multi gajillionaire Hey, what what did you think about the Josh Green Reeves dust up? Uh. J- Austin Reeves wants the smoke. I don't think he wants that smoke.
2: No, no, Austin Reeves doesn't want that smoke. I watched him more.
0: Also, are you allowed to talk like that to somebody if you make half the money that they make when it's 1.5 million and 3 million? (laughs) Because Josh makes double the money Austin Reeves does right now. There's
2: something about role players, like another role player telling another role player that you ain't crap. Like, Austin Reeves can't
0: start for the Lakers. I mean, come on. on. But.
2: Anyway, I I, actually, I love stuff like that, and I love that Josh was just like, "Dude, get off me! I will kill you." But
0: Can I say something about Christian Wood? Since we're the podcast, that trashes Christian Wood. I thought we're, he. Had we're t- not
2: the podcast that trashes Christian Wood. <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: I get told that. I got told that twice today at games. At the game, because I got told. Speak- I got told that twice by different people.
2: We're going to. We're gonna. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Let me answer let this me this question. But no, for, no. for the pod, answer this okay. question for
2: the pod. How much of what we talk about Christian Wood is based off what we know and what we hear about Christian Wood?
0: I'm just saying it's a reputation. A of it. I'm not saying we do. I'm saying it's a reputation that now we have gotten. But, yes, it is about what we've heard cool. and what we've seen from Jason Kidd and what we think Jason Kidd thinks about him. I thought Christian Wood had a really good game, and I thought that he had some really good minutes, especially that block on Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter. An incredible
2: incredible. Dude was so bummed when they took him out initially for Dwight Powell.
0: Really upset in the f- like, in the fourth, language, he was, yeah. everything
2: was so bummed. And you know what? I think he actually had a case because like, I'm not going to, you know, be sitting there pounding the defensive, you know, player of the year for Christian Wood thing. He's not a great defensive player, but Dwight was getting ran through. Destroyed. So, it, this- like, it, at some point try Javell, try Christian Wood. Like at least try him instead of Dwight just getting just Humbled yes, by, you know, by, by Anthony Davis,
0: and your rotations were not good. We're not good enough from, from a bunch of other reasons for, for you to just not try somebody else. And so I, I think they should have gone to Christian Wood more. I think he had sick, He had, you know, nine boards. He had some moments that weren't great, but I thought he had a pretty good game. Yeah, he forced the he forced the offense a little bit here and there, but like I would have I would want to see him more. Now, Dwight only yeah, play, yeah. Dwight played seven more minutes than Christian Wood. It wasn't like. A ridiculous amount, but I think I would have liked to see Christian Woodmore. I would have wanted to see Josh Greenmore. He got in foul trouble early, like he got three fouls in the, his first little run there, and, and Jason Kidd kind of went off of him and he decided to go with with Holiday as a starter. What did you think about Holiday starting instead of Josh Green?
2: I, I'm fine with it. I mean, I, I literally just said this the other day on the Corner Three show. I was like, hey, like if Justin Holiday starts, it's going to be for Josh Green. And so, because, like, hey, you want these knockdown shooters in the starting lineup, you want to add some juice, you know, to the second unit. And that's what they did. I was surprised Josh just got 15 minutes, but
0: that's what I can't do. That's what I can't do is you can start Justin holiday. I think starting Justin holiday instead of Josh green is right because you have, you need a better spot up shooter. I think Justin holiday is a better spot up shooter than Josh green. Maybe not this year. Josh green has been amazing, but I think that you need that. And you don't want somebody, you want to have these guys that can do extra stuff coming off the bench and in that role because in the in the like if you're starting with the starters and you're playing those minutes then you're not going to get to do as much stuff right your your skills that you have are not as valuable in that group that they would be in the in a bench unit in that rotation but then don't yeah. just play him 15 minutes like he was
2: <laughs> yeah i don't understand some of the rotation I stuff that. i don't understand why frank plays at all i'm sorry to the yeah notes, frank played 11 minutes josh green there. played
0: 15 that like that doesn't make any sense to me
2: debut of Marquise morris Hit a three. I mean, it would be so awesome if he could give the math something. Um, and he, like, he's just, you know, kids still just playing around with the rotations. Yes, very so, much. I mean, Justin Holiday literally just got waved and signed for free and he started and played, you know, 29 minutes tonight. Imagine so.
0: you're Justin Holiday and you go from being out of the Hawks rotation to then starting for the Dallas Mavericks, a better team.
2: I know. It, like, it, it's wild to think about. But, you know, I was, I joked about a little bit ago. A lot of this goes back to defense, man. I mean, another team just put up over 60 points in the paint. Like they had 62 points in the paint. The Lakers did. They just have no, they have in their defense is just absolutely horrible. And you know, what this tells me is, you know, I I know when you look at, you know, there's some defensive you know, rating stuff in the first half, you're like, Oh, this is going to help the Mavs. Uh, because the Lakers literally missed like their first like 14 threes of the game, whatever. They only hit six in a game. They were like six of thirty six or something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they shot seventeen percent from three. What that tells me though is, like, they were just like they just got cold from three. Like this wasn't a like some big lockdown. You know, if they could still put up sixty two points in a paint and beat you, and shoot seventeen percent from three. It, it still tells me your defense is pretty dang bad. And, and we,
0: we've known that we, there has been a problem, right? The way that the Mavericks are constructed, yeah. it, it's going to be a problem. And you can say try Javale. I mean, they they they've tried Javale in the past, and Javale's not been good. Remember, don't forget the beginning of the season where Javel's really bad. Um, but yeah, hey, uh,
2: I, I'm not saying Javale's. I'm I was saying Christian would too. Like I, I would at least tried one of them to at least try something on on AD there, but or at least try to you know bring it bring a double sooner. Try to keep him out of the paint. Dare him to shoot the threes more, the long twos more. He hit a tough shot on Luca, you know, late in the game, the turnaround fadeaway. That was was a tough, tough shot. So, uh, and then LeBron just kept on getting to the rim at will. At the end of the game, it's like they they had no answer.
0: And what I mentioned earlier, the calculus for the Mavericks now is Luca and Kyrie have to beat the other teams. That's it. They got to beat, and Kyrie didn't. And if Kyrie has a better game, he shoots the ball better. He hits like two or three more of those threes. He went two of ten from three, and he even he even said himself, you know, he took he took blame and said that I missed a bunch of wide open looks, and he did. He hits a couple more of those, and the Mavs win this game. That's it. Like yeah. that, that's the difference is your two stars have to be so much better than the other two stars, and I think they are better players than those two other guys. But the Mavs just got beaten so many different ways, and then they didn't make up for it by shooting really well from three. They, eight of twenty six from three in the second half. And that doesn't work. And Kyrie was one it's of not- eight from three in the second half. He makes three, three of those or something instead of one. It's a completely different game.
2: There's no reason the Mavericks should have lost this game. You, you had, you know, especially in that first half, you know, you and then you go up by 27 points. There's no reason why you lose that game. And that's on, that's on Luca and Kyrie. That's on the role players. That's on Jason Kidd. And it's on the refs too.
0: And <laughs> I knew you're gonna get that last shot in. NBA teams were 138 and zero this season in games where they led by 27 or more. 138. And zero. So, this is the worst collapse of the season in the NBA. Cool. Tomorrow, we'll talk about how they respond from that and how they come back and how yeah, they Rick how we, coming to town, baby. How we make everything better after a loss like that. Uh, we'll be back for every single day. Or five days a week, plus post games, So hang out with us. Thanks for making us your first listen. Go check out Locked On NBA Game to Game. You'll hear from me. You'll hear from Andy Kamenetsky at the Lakers side of this. You'll hear from uh, every every moment, every top performance. You love Andy Kamenetsky. Don't don't, don't I
2: love him, just not the Lakers.
0: Locked On NBA Game to Game on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel, as well as Locked On NBA podcast feed. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps.
2: Peace out.
0: Boom!